How's it going, everyone? And welcome back. It seems like everyone is talking about the coronavirus. It's all over the news, and everyone is just freaking out about it. I never intended on talking about it, but we had a situation at work where we had to take precautions and activate our infectious disease protocol. So stick around and take a listen. So because the coronavirus is so talked about and feared, everyone is taking precautions with everyone they come into contact with. But let's face it, we work in healthcare and we deal with sick people all the time. So there's always going to be potential for us to become sick ourselves. Now, the coronavirus is an upper respiratory illness. It affects your ability to breathe. Can this virus kill you? Yes, and it has killed people. But we need to stop freaking out about this. You can look and see that the people the virus has killed have been, for the most part, either really young people or really old people. The elderly and pediatrics are always going to be the most susceptible to becoming sick or ill. The elderly's immune system is weakened, and that's just because they're old and their bodies have a harder time fighting off infections. Pediatrics are weak because they haven't had the time to build up their immune system yet. Those two groups are always going to be the most likely to get an infection and die. That's just how it is. Now, a healthy adult has a good chance of fighting off any infection. Although there is still a possibility of death, it's rather unlikely. The symptoms of the coronavirus are just like any other respiratory illness. You have a cough, fever, weakness, shortness of breath. So the only way to find out for sure is by doing blood work and lab tests. That's the only way you're going to figure out if you truly have the coronavirus or you are just overreacting. Now, wherever you go, wherever you work, everyone has an infectious disease protocol. Everyone's is going to be a little bit different, but generally they all pretty much do the same thing. So here's what happened to me last shift. We got called out for an unresponsive patient. We arrive on scene, the patient's laying in his bed, and what's the first thing you do with any unresponsive patient? ABC, airway, breathing, circulation. I give him a good sternal rub, and he reacts. So now I know at least he's alive. I note to my medic that he is very hot to the touch, the patient had no covers on, was only wearing underwear, and the house itself wasn't really hot, so we could tell straight away that this guy had a fever. All other vital signs were normal. We put him on oxygen via nasal cannula at two liters a minute. We sit him up. He begins coughing and more oriented. He starts talking to us. And he starts answering all our questions appropriately. Now, I don't know if he was trying to be funny or if this guy was just paranoid. But one of the firefighters on scene asks, and I quote, 
You haven't been over to China or Japan recently, have you? And I'm thinking to myself, like, come on, bro. What the fuck kind of question is that? Number one, if you're paranoid about getting sick, don't come to work because there's a high probability that you might get sick sometime. And number two, don't be freaking out my patient. If he freaks out now, I have to deal with him while you don't. I'm the one transporting, you get to go back to your station. Like, don't screw me over like that. Now, everyone in the room just looked at that firefighter who asked the question like he was stupid. And then the patient, he goes, yeah, I did see my friends who came in from Japan a couple weeks ago. Now I'm thinking to myself, are you fucking serious? Not that I'm paranoid, but now there's like an actual possibility that this could be something. Like I said, this coronavirus crap is all over the news. Everyone's heard about it. They have a cruise ship that's quarantined off the coast of Japan. They've taken 14 people off the ship and brought them to hospitals on mainland Japan. And there's another 180 confirmed cases of the coronavirus on board. You know, now that the patient has made his comment, everyone looks at each other and none of us are wanting to make that phone call. We call up the supervisor. We tell him, look, we have this guy. He's got an upper upper respiratory illness. He confirms he's been in contact with people from Japan within the last three weeks. What should we do? So supervisor calls us. He's like, okay, I'll bring up the equipment. We don't carry any of the special suits on our ambulances. I'm sure those suits have some name that I don't know, so I'm just going to call them special suits. They are just those white, paper-thin, front, zip-up, onesie suit things. I mean, if, if you've seen them, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm, sh- I'm sure everyone's seen them at some point. But we don't carry those suits on our ambulances. However, we do have masks that we put on and safety glasses, so we at least had some sort of protection. Again, not that we are paranoid... But when you have things that line up, you kind of need to take precaution. And that one time you don't is when it comes back to bite you in the ass. So we maintain his vitals until the supervisor arrives. We put those white suits on. We tape plastic in the back of the ambulance So all the cabinets are covered, and the back is sealed off from the front, and we load him into the back like any other patient. We also put a mask on the patient just in case he coughs or sneezes or anything, so we minimize the spread of germs. Call the local hospital, or call the receiving hospital on the phone, tell them what we have, and that we've activated our infectious disease protocol, tell them why we did it so they can prepare themselves for the patient. Arriving at the hospital, 
we're met outside with the staff wearing the same suits we are and with a hospital bed that I didn't even know that they owned. It, it looked like just, you know, a regular hospital bed, but it was enclosed and had its own air circulation system. I mean, it, it was actually kind of cool. It reminded me of Snow White. You know, she was put in that glass case. It kind of looked like that thing. We transfer him over outside in the ambulance parking lot. We gave report to the nurses and doctors, and we ourselves never went inside the hospital. Now we turn over to taking care of cleaning ourselves and the ambulance. We rip down all the plastic from the inside of the ambulance, take our white suits off, put them in a separate bag, tie it off. Uh, the company owns this UV light machine that is supposed to kill literally everything. We throw that in the back of the ambulance and it just plugs into an extension cord and just a regular wall outlet and it pulses UV light that supposedly kills all the germs, whatever. The supervisor went to our station and brought our spare clothes to us now, if there's one thing you can learn from this episode, that's always bring a spare set of clothes. You never know when you might need them. Somebody might throw up on you. You might get blood on you. I mean, there's just an endless possibility of stuff that might happen. So always having an extra change of clothes is a must, and I highly recommend bringing an extra set. So the supervisor brings us our clothes, shampoo, towels, and we shower in the outside decon shower. After that UV light thing is done, I used probably an entire carton of bleach wipes, wiped down all the surfaces of the ambulance. I used the bleach wipes on the stretcher also, making sure I cleaned every piece of metal, every strap. I got rid of any extra sheets that were on the back and got new ones. Because like I said, even though this guy was fine and probably did not have the coronavirus, if you don't take it seriously, that's when you mess up. So I just deep cleaned the ambulance it's faster and easier than having to argue with anyone. So everything's been bleached in the ambulance. I drive it back to our station and I scrub out the floor. The floor of the ambulance doesn't get cleaned that often anyway. So there's no harm in scrubbing it out with soap and water. And of course, fabuloso. Now, like I said, personally, I'm not paranoid about it. And this only happened because a firefighter who never runs any medical calls said something stupid. The fire department, they just went ALS. However, they still don't run any medical calls unless we request them. And it's kind of aggravating when they make us have to do more work. 
the patient is most likely just fighting off an infection he got from work. I mean, there, there's been a lot of the same type of illness like this going around our county right now. So me and my partner were never concerned to begin with. You can't freak yourself out when working. And you most definitely don't want to freak the patient. That's like literally the absolute worst thing you can do is freak out a patient. Because now not only are you dealing with what they called you for, but you're also now dealing with their emotional state because you just fucked up and said something stupid. If you have any questions about this, you can go to EMT underscore life underscore podcast on Instagram and shoot me a message there. I will always answer and I really do enjoy interacting with everyone. Even if you don't have a question and you just want to tell me a story yourself, feel free. I can learn just as much from you, your stories and yourself and experiences as you might learn from mine. I always say this job is always about learning new things. And the best way to do that is by sharing experiences. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I never planned on talking about this, but when the experience happens, you can't pass it up. I wish everyone has a fun and happy weekend, and God bless.